Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Welcome to another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. Uh, I'm Chris, and with me to my left here is... Hello, I'm Miss B. Yes. <laughs> I usually announce everybody, but today I left it to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to go ahead and review a movie that, uh, well, normally we, we try to stay on the lighter side of things, things that are either comedically bad or this just bad. This was not light. This was not a light movie at all, and... Uh, I have never seen it before. I did. Uh, I saw it maybe like twice before, but like definitely goes with the whole prison thing that we got this month. Yes. So uh, just to start off with, uh, this month is Prison Block Month. So we're going to be reviewing four movies, all with a prison theme. And today's particular movie is the Stanford Prison Experiment. And mind you, I was trying to discuss this movie with a couple of people before I had actually brought it up and watched it. I was asking other people if they'd seen it, what they thought about it, and I kept calling it Sanford. Sanford <laughs> Prison Experiment. So, uh, right off the bat, a lot of people correcting me. You're wrong. It's Stanford. <laughs> Stanford, you know, like the college. And uh, I was like, ah, yeah, college. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> Whew. So, uh Right away, first impressions of the movie, or you've had a couple of impressions, but... I mean, I liked the movie. It, like, it gives you a very real idea of how people are treated in prison. I mean, I would... Like, these, the, the whole experiment was supposed to last two weeks, and it lasted a whole of six days before the guy running it shut the whole thing down. Like, it, the correctional office, officers took it way too far. Or, uh... Okay, so... And they were all, like, volunteers. It wasn't really correctional officers. So yeah. we, we should state that this was a, a Stanford psychological experiment, uh, like she said, uh, that had been scheduled for two weeks. And the entire experiment was comprised of two groups. You had a, a group of uh, nine prisoners and a group of nine guards who were all played by kids or uh, students that were all attending Stanford at the time. Yeah. Uh, not in the movie, obviously. You had a lot of well-known actors in the movie, but uh, in real life, there was it was uh, students that were given sort of an opportunity to make $15 a day yep. to take part in a psychological experiment. And back in the 70s, that was a good deal. Yeah, yeah, for $15 a day, a lot of people were like, yeah, hey, hand Fuck me the money, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I've, I've actually get taken that bread, part in... Bitch. Uh, well, actually, several people in my family have taken part in experiments, so to speak. Uh, mostly medical. I remember my older daughter in Georgia uh, took part in a vitamin D study for 
the UGA. Nice. And that was what we gave her all the money because she was literally, she had to have blood drawn. Yeah. And then she had to go through a regimen of taking these pills. And you didn't know if it, it was either twice the dose, regular dose, or it was no dose, basically oh, the sugar pill. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting. And then they take the blood and they do like a, they're doing a bone density experiment. Okay. Uh, so that was fun. And she got all the money for that. And that was like uh, every time they had to come in and take blood, she got 80 bucks for that. Which was, nice. you know, for a 13-year-old kid, hey, that's, that's bad. bad. You know? <laughs> for like, a kid, yeah. You tell a kid, you're gonna, I'll give you 80 bucks, what are we going to do? Take blood. That's a nice well, I don't like needles, but it's 80 bucks, so. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I did a psychological one for, uh, for drinkers. Uh, I was part of the didn't drink too much group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a social drinker at best. I don't drink a lot by myself. Uh, that being beside the point. I, I used to be like a stupid alcoholic it was bad <laughs> oh i had i had a two-year stint uh from no no let's make that about three years i'd say from the time that i turned 20 and finally had a friend that had legal access to alcohol until about uh 23 uh shortly after i met my wife and around the time that we found out that we were having my oldest uh that was a freaking whirlwind yeah uh, let me tell you, we were, we were we are together, engaged, and pregnant, all within a three-month span. <laughs> that was... Whatever, it's clever, man. You guys are still together. That's fucking fate right there. Right? Uh, yeah, that's quite a long time. So. But anywho, back to the movie. Yeah, we got way off track. Way, <laughs> we, we, we chat a little bit. Uh, but yeah, but this. So. This movie took the three groups, and of course, you they had them all in groups of three. So it was always three guards at any given time that were taking care of them, and then you had three prison cells, each with three people in it. Yep. Uh, the first day, they were all in their own cells. Right, and then they started switching them around. And they started switching them. They put them like started putting them together when Ezra Miller's character started acting out. Was it his character or the other kid? I can't remember. Well, you know, it was Ezra Miller. It was? It was uh, okay. Oh, God. I have the his name or his call number somewhere. So, so the whole idea behind the experiment uh, was to dehumanize these kids. So, to make them feel like they were actually in prison. And then once um, Ezra, Miller, Ezra Miller's character actually did go to the people running the experiment and said, I want out. They were convinced that it was, you know, it was him faking it and sent him back. And he's like, this is all real. This is happening. They're not going to let us fucking go despite of what we signed in the contract. Right. So, uh, like, that's when the psychological warfare in your own head starts breaking everything down. And you're just like, fuck, what do we do now? So we did have uh, somebody behind us over here pipe up for about two seconds. Uh, so with us in the room today, uh, you can't see it, I believe, on either camera, but nope. or uh, really hear much on the podcast itself, but uh, behind me is my son Alex, uh, who has advised me that uh, Ezra Miller's character was 8612, uh, otherwise yeah. known as Daniel Culp. Uh, that was the name of the real-life person that had taken play, part in this particular experiment. Uh, yeah, and there was a there was a lot that happened to Ezra before he he finally went to them and was asking them, please let me out. I'm, I feel yep. awful because I mean, he got hit on the head with a nightstick 
And that was his first clue as to the fact that this was like, not going to be as yeah, contract. This isn't just an experiment. This is... They're going to let it go far beyond what was yeah. originally told to them. As a sadistic asshole is just having a field day. Uh, no, I don't think that the majority of them, the majority of the folks that were watching over this experiment were having a field day at all. Uh, at first, the they were like... The majority of them were. You're right. Uh, at first, they were definitely, they were taking the analytical side of it, and then people started drawing their lines. You know, this is a little too far. No, this is a little too far. Uh... I had one guy that, nearing the end of the movie, was like, I'd seen everything that's been happening, and, and you know, and, and after seeing all that's going on with them and all that's going on with us, I see that you have to follow this through. The one guy in the entire movie that say, keep going, keep doing yeah. it, keep doing it. It's like, oh. And uh, the movie got dark. Not quick. It, it slowly got there, but yeah. by the end of the movie, it was pretty dark. Uh, yep. They completely dehumanized these kids. They made them into like it's just they're not their own person anymore you know they're oh god they were it, uh. i guess the original experiment was supposed to be that they were uh trying to to i guess measure the and my brain is is tripping over the, words the psychological effect of being imprisoned has on a person uh with no you know, access to sunlight or outdoors uh, or any of that, constantly being thrown in a hole. So what I was reading was that it was the it's partially that, but for the most part, it was um, it was perceived power. So the fact that the the prisoners themselves really had no power, and the prison guards had all the power. Yeah. So how it would affect these people, whether or not they were going to rebel, whether or not they were going to just take it. And most of these most of these kids just literally took it. Yeah. And it started getting bad. And these things that normal um, people would not take part in would rebel against. Yeah. There was there was a scene where um, the guards, you know, start taking beds because two of the cell blocks started fighting back, and the third cell block, all three of them, you know, just grabbed their beds, handed it to the guards, and. They're, I'm not fighting back. I'm not dealing with this. Just do what you got to do. I just want to get fucking paid. Right. That's it. They had given up. They were like, we're, yep. we're not fighting. You guys can fight. This we're is not... going to be over in 14 days. We can do this. Right. And then, of course, the first cell was the one that was blockaded. Yep. So they had completely blockaded the cell. wasn't letting anybody in, uh, which didn't last for very long. Uh, no. They were, I believe, taken down with a fire extinguisher. Uh Enough of that powder in your face, and oh yeah, you can't breathe. <laughs> well, it's that that stuff's designed to like remove the oxygen from the area, so you're coughing and hacking, trying to trying to breathe after getting sprayed in the face. Yeah, that shit's all fucked up. Uh, but yeah, so that's beyond first impressions. Uh, so I, I want to say, if we go to, to the next thing that I wanted to ask, I have a lot of favorite performances in the movie. Uh, two people in particular that I liked. Uh, number one, uh, oh, good lord. See, I'm bad with names. I gotta look I up mean, names all the time. That's I why I'm... I so much say I liked this guy, but his performance was spot on. The Mr. Correctional Officer that's, like, way too into it. That's, uh, Chris, uh, well, the character's name is Christopher Archer, played by Michael Agarano. Yep. Uh. And Ezra Miller's character, who, Ezra Miller fucking 
nailed that meltdown. Oh my god, like good for you, buddy. So my my second favorite performance was uh, Nelson Ellis. Yeah. Uh, Lafayette from the, the Yeah, okay. Um, True Blood series. He played the actual uh, reformed prisoner in this that was kind of brought in as consultation as to how things should go. And he actually was initially the guy that let it get as far as it's going because they kept looking to him like, should we let this continue? Yeah. Should we step in? No, He's just like, let it yeah, continue. keep going. Fucking like, this shit gets way worse than this in actual prison. Well, because if you... I mean, you watched, I, I mean, uh, he's not wrong, but there's that line where you're in actual prison and this is an experiment that's supposed to have clearly defined lines. Right. And they, they set out those lines in the contracts and obviously and those lines were, for, were erased yep. uh, very shortly after the first day. And uh, so Nathan Ellis's character, the reformed prisoner, he got to the point in the movie where he realized that most of him letting it get this far was because he was seeking some sort of revenge. Yeah. Some sort of... He, he knew how bad it was and he wanted to make other people feel how bad it was and he realized that these are kids. The first time Ezra's character goes to speak to the administration heads of this experiment, um, homie over there, the prisoner guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in, in the uh, movie, straight his name is Jesse much, Fletcher. Okay, Jesse Fletcher. Straight up pretty much just calls Ezra a pussy. He's like, you're just a weak little boy who never got punched in the face. I believe that that was exactly the words. Yeah. A little pussy. And uh, weak, weak was definitely brought up. Uh, now, in all honesty, I've I've watched a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon television with my kids, and I've watched a lot of Netflix, and I did not realize like the fact that this is basically a star-studded cast of young talent. Yeah. So I, I had an appreciation as I'm watching it for the fact that these are all people I recognize, like fully outright recognize, yep. and they took on these roles phenomenally phenomenally i think there was maybe one or two people that i just couldn't buy in the movie people that i didn't really like i did not like uh the the woman that played uh, billy cudrup's wife i really no. didn't like her not really and i i really felt i guess in real life the the psychologist and this woman they actually got married two years down the road from the experiments i just feel like she didn't Emit enough, enough disgust emotion. Yeah, what was going on. Uh, I completely agree with you. And he was disgusted with himself by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, too. absolutely. Because, uh, like, that, that last scene where fucking everything finally broke, fucking Mr. Correctional Officer was making <laughs> prisoners, you know, pretend to be camels and hump each other. And it was just, it was awful. It was, <sighs> it was disgusting. They were pretending to be camels... And humping each other while another prisoner who was just in the hole saying Amazing Grace behind them. Yep. And serenaded them while they were doing the whole thing. Yep. The fact that that was the scene where Billy Cudrup was finally disgusted with himself, the psychiatrist was like, yeah, this is over. We're done. Yep. Uh, was beyond me. It should have stopped a long time before that. But and I guess fucking, you had... this fucking guy, little Mr. Correctional Officer, like... Are we? Does that mean we're not getting paid for the full two weeks? No, bitch, you're not. The and fuck? You took this too far. So I, I, I want to say favorite scene in the movie, but I, I can't use the word favorite when talking about yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, you can't. So 
<laughs> strongest scene for you in the movie. <clears throat> Most uh, emotion-evoking scene, I should say. Mm. It's like it's a hard tie between Ezra's meltdown, the the second meltdown. Okay. And this kid finally breaking after um, repeatedly saying, I will not use profanity, even like outside the prison experiment. Right, yeah, the one that refused to use profanity. Yep. And uh, of course, John Wayne there, our lead guard, kept calling him a bastard and wanting, to, wanting him to say the word bastard, call himself a bastard, and refused to, refused to just let it be. And he was making other people do other things and Basically like, trying could, to evoke him to say that word. You could just see his soul leave his body at that moment. Like, he was just fucking absolutely done with everything. Yes? I was just going to say, and then the part where after he said the word bastard, uh, John Wayne, was it? John Wayne, yes. Yeah, he made the guy do push-ups. Yep. Not and he's like, yes, thank you, Mr. Correctional Officer. Not only like, did he, he have to do it. push-ups, but he had to do push-ups... First with, with one guy, and then another on guy his on his back. Uh, and then when he couldn't do that push-up, he called him a bastard for not being able to do the push-ups. You know? Uh, which was, yeah, definitely a very powerful scene. Yeah. My, one of my favorite or more, more powerful scenes in the movie. Uh, so there's a point in the movie where Ezra Miller's character has been released. Yeah. And they find out that his plan was to come back and release everybody. Basically end the experiment. He never come back. He never came back. But this whole scene, it kind of showed you how how attached he was to this experiment. Yeah. Billy Cudrup's character. Because he camps out in the hallway. And even runs across one of his own colleagues who questions him as to why are you doing this. And he just laid into that guy. Bit his head off about it. You know, why, why are you questioning me? You don't have any right to question me. But he was... Just very, very eerily calm, just sitting there yeah. in that chair waiting for this guy. Like, he was going to take him down the second he came through the door. Uh, never showed up. Spent the entire evening in that chair waiting for nothing. Because uh, Ezra was out of there and he wasn't coming back. No. Nah. No, he's not coming back for it's... hell nor high water. No, he, <laughs> he's going to a psychologist for the rest of his life. Exactly. Uh, oh, and you, you even saw they had the interviews at the end of the movie. Yep. So the one-on-one -on -one interviews, and you had Ezra, Ezra, and uh, you had John Wayne just talking back and forth to each other, and he, of course, John Wayne there is, is telling him, you know, he goes, I didn't realize that I could be like this, and he, he goes, and it, it just kind of took hold of me, and he was telling him, he goes, I don't like you at all. Yeah. He goes, I realize you can be a good person, but that doesn't mean I have to like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh so a lot of those end interviews were very interesting too, and I, I, I want to go find the document, uh, the documentary that was an actually actual documentary done yeah, on the experiments. Yeah, that's that's something to like really do some like research into because that's that's some fucked up shit, man. Uh, see, this is this is the whole thing about us not being as prepared as we should be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we do a lot of this by the the the, the seat of our pants, so we just kind of. Watch a movie, come in here, and we like to shoot the shit, drink a little bit. You know, we're both drinking the same thing right now. Uh, me, more out of the necessity of just cleaning up my refrigerator. <laughs> I need all the, the booze out of there so I can bring new stuff in. I like to, to experiment with booze a little bit. There's some fun stuff like uh, Moonshine Cherries. Have you ever yeah. had those? 
Oh my god. Okay, listen, buddy. For my twenty, <laughs> for my twenty-first, my friend made me cherry moonshine. Ah, so cherry moonshine. I'm talking. Have you had moonshine cherries? They gave me all kinds of fruit that was soaked in moonshine, and I'm just ah. So you probably have them. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it, uh, it was the worst. It is a kick. I a like... real kick. Ah. <laughs> uh, and it's very, very quick way to, to get blitzed, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it's not a good yeah. drunk either. No. It isn't. It's not fun. God. It's a, that's uh you're gonna vomit in two seconds kind of drunk. It's a lay down, what the fuck did I do to myself drunk. This is a immediate so, regret. <laughs> I, I've drank uh, plenty of booze in my time, you know, a lot of a lot of different shit, but Cynthia, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I appreciate the moonshine. I honestly do. I just my stomach is too much of a bitch. <laughs> I had to give it to my brother. <laughs> yeah. I think that moonshine stuff, that moonshine cherries just sat in our refrigerator. Like, we didn't have to I'm, drink I'm any of the moonshine. I'm a girly drink kind of person. I am, uh... I, I will gladly admit I'll take a bitch drink over fucking beer or liquor any, other, any day. I'm drinking the Spike Donald Palmer right now, and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't like beer. I don't like mixed drinks. I am like literally a straight up shot guy. I, I would prefer a, a shot of a shot of rum, shot of whiskey, whatever, uh, because this is my thing. Okay, I I've, I've, I think I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. Yeah. I learned very young in life that I appreciate having the liquor, but not the volume of liquid. Yeah. So if I get drunk, I don't have to worry about finding a bathroom. <laughs> you know. So it's like, okay, well, three shots as opposed to three beers. What's going to keep me sitting a little bit longer? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I can't do liquor anymore. I get too messy. <laughs> uh, okay. So getting back to the yeah! movie itself. As we, once again, got sidetracked. As always. Uh, <laughs> the, I want to say the least, your least favorite part of the movie. Mr. Correctional Officer. Just, like, his whole character. I hated him. Like, I mean, you're supposed to hate him. That's, like, who that person was during the experiment. But goddamn, he... (sighs) (laughs) Oh, man, buddy. Well... You need to talk to a therapist. I think he did his job if you hated him. Oh, no, he absolutely did his job. If you hated him, he did his job. He did. Uh... I want to say my least favorite part of the movie. There's this one scene where uh, Ezra Miller and Ty Sheridan's character finally kind of figure out how to get out of their cell, and they attempt to escape. And they have this weird scene where they they, they, they run off. They um, what's his name? Uh, Moises? Is it Moises Aries? Is that what his name is? The uh, the correctional Moises Aries. What you're? I'm correct. Uh, He's another one of the correctional correctional officers. He's the kid from uh, Hannah Montana. Yeah. Uh, he sees them pass by and has to chase them down. He's calling for the other guards. He's call- telling everybody that they've escaped. And this entire scene, as goofy as it was, the looks on their face running down the hall, <laughs> I really felt like it should be like there should be like a th- there should have been like a Scooby Doo theme song going <laughs> on with that whole thing. Just them running up and down the hall. I mean, obviously it wouldn't fit with the movie, but that's how the whole scene played out yeah, for me. Yeah, kind of. You know? I feel you. Uh, and it is uh, Moises Arias. Yes. Arias. My uh, 
Not Aries. That that creepy little worm. He's been kid. in a lot of a lot of movies lately. Honestly, yeah. he was in this. He was in Five Feet Apart. He he was pretty good in that. I mean, all the Disney stars, quote unquote, are growing up and they're trying to get into some more serious roles. Uh, if you that, if you get had, to see Five Feet Apart, I, I was kind of dragged into that one. Didn't regret it. If you guys haven't seen the latest season of Black Mirror. Miley Cyrus gets some seriously fucked up shit going on in that last episode. Like, go check that shit out. Probably the one reason I wouldn't watch it. I just honestly, I, I thought it was going to be fucking horrible, but it wasn't. Like, I I immediately thought it was going to be garbage because it's Miley Cyrus. But that whole episode, like, it was just. You have I to guess, watch it. <laughs> I guess the issue that I have, and there's a lot of. Female starlets that fall I, into this little issue. Trust me, I fucking hate Miley Cyrus. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, bitch, but uh, there, you're there's not my a handful person. that I, I would look at right now and just and, and mind you, it's from a father's perspective because I've watched these TV shows with my kids. Technically, watched them grow up on television. Yeah, right. And then immediately go out into the world and just become these over sexualized things. And I, I mean, will not. She was the one to go out on stage with a strap on. <laughs> she I had that were, phase. I get what they were doing, uh, trying just... to distance themselves from their goody two shoes images before. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people have fallen into that. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Biel did that too. She felt the need to kind of break out and get away from that whole thing from Seventh Heaven. There's a lot of starlets that fall into that bad yeah. category. I think like, uh, but like Miley Cyrus is getting back into like the more half decent flow. Well, she, uh, kind she's of. coming to a little bit of realization yeah. of, of, wow, maybe I went a little too far. <laughs> yeah, I need to chill. <laughs> uh, but uh, that last episode with her was actually pretty decent. All right, I'll give it a chance. I mean, I, I can't say that... I'm, I'm not going like to spoil but, shit for you, so like, you got to watch it. I, I have to... I've watched a few episodes. I haven't really dove into the show as much as uh, Alex over here would like me to... Uh, I only watched, like... Well, I think it's I think it's I guilt trip you a little bit about uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do the I do the guilt trip thing and oh if there's one thing that both of my kids would like me to just fucking stop, it's it's I guilt trip. I my mother taught me how to guilt trip. I have passed it on. My children will know how to guilt trip before they leave this house. <laughs> you guilt trip and then blame us right? for guilt tripping. They will put their respective <laughs> others through such guilt. <laughs> and uh. I will take credit for it. You didn't like that? That was me. <laughs> well, plus, you know, I'm the dad. I don't want uh, anybody that's dating my, my kids. Oh, to, yeah, uh, absolutely. I get it. I don't want any of them to have an easy time. <laughs> oh, I get it. My, uh, my six-year-old is in for a fucking weird teenage life. Now, you, you, you've seen me. You know me. You know I'm kind of a teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, the kids that I dealt with down south, my older daughter, Serenity, every boy that ever came into my house was fucking terrified of me. <laughs> terrified. We had this That's kid, hilarious. We had this kid, Noah, that lived like right next door to us, and he was her first legitimate kiss. And this happened, uh, this happened one day. So me and my wife are sitting down the hallway and my kids had a TV in their room. So they're like, we're going to go down the hall and watch a movie. So 
my my children, they're not quiet kids. So Serenity was not named for how I thought she was going to be. And uh, thank God I didn't name her Chastity. Uh, that being said, uh, we we're kind of looking around, got real quiet, and I'm like, "What's going on?" You know, they're quiet, a little too quiet. So, and this was not easy to do because I lived in this tin box at the time and all the floorboards were creaky as hell. So I snuck down the hallway and I did the dad thing and I threw that door open. What are you guys doing? Now my daughter, very smart girl, very smart girl, immediately looking at the television. Immediately. The second that door swung open, they (laughs) separated. They're looking at the television. Noah, on the other hand, not being (laughs) quite as there. It's just... He's looking at the ground, just looking at the ground, like, and I'm looking at him like, I knew what's going on. I go, want to tell me what was going on? Nothing, Dad. No, no, nothing. I go, okay, I'm going to try this again. Tell me what was going on. Nothing was going on. No, we, were, we weren't doing anything. We were watching TV. We were watching a movie. No, 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 okay. There's a lot of things that I, and I put it right down there. There's a lot of things that I will deal with, but the one thing, my one rule is nobody lies to me. Do yeah. not lie to me. So I'm going to ask you one more time, and then we'll go have a discussion with your dad, Mr. Noah. What's going on? Oh, dad. And then they kind of spilled the beans. I think my daughter spilled the beans, and then he kind of copped to it. He's like, we were, we were kissing. And, and it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I walked out. <laughs> and he went home shortly thereafter. And his dad comes oh, to my door. Kid's pants. I, I terrorized him. I felt so bad. His dad's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. I don't give a crap about the kissing. They're kids. It was going to happen sooner or later. You know, I, what I cared about is the lying. Yeah. I don't appreciate that. And as long as he doesn't lie to me again, we're good. You know? That's my one rule. Don't yeah. lie to me. You lie to my face. I know it. I got a good poker reader right Oh, here. yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, 13-year-olds are just you know, books. Are you, you get... You, you get a 13 year old caught in the middle of a situation that's, their go to is the lie that's my daughter's fucking like <laughs> that's Peter one thing Rabbit to, book trying to fuck it's one thing I have to say for Mr. Alex over here is that uh, he does not lie yeah as a matter of fact he does not lie so much that sometimes he has like an aggravating level of honesty oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god I feel you I, I'll, I'll drink like a little too much and then I'll be like, oh yeah, so this is my entire life story. I, like, I'm the worst liar. I can't, I can't not fucking like look you in the face and be like, oh, so this is not a true thing about me. Uh, so I, I, I don't say this easily. I was a fantastic fucking liar. When I was <laughs> that is why I know when people are lying to me. I... And I can say this now because, uh, you know, God bless him, uh, my parents have both passed away, uh, and you don't know what God I'm talking about. It's not, <laughs> it's not the Christian biblical God, let's just put it that way. Uh, uh, one day, I'm coming home from a... a this, you're talking about letting your life go. You can say whatever you want on here if you feel like to letting everybody know what's going on yeah. with your life, but I'm going to tell one last story here. One day, uh, coming home from a date with this girl, Kelly, uh, me and my buddy John, uh, he, he wasn't dating anybody at the time. He just tagged along for the bowling date, which, mind you, Kelly very pissed off at me about that one. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Uh, driving home, I decided to do uh, 
I, I was doing a buck, fi- buck 05 on a back road that was 25 miles an hour in the middle of the night during a rainstorm. Oh, no. So I don't know what was going on in my head. I thought I was going to be fucking Dale Earnhardt on the back <laughs> streets here. And I gauged one corner, gauged another corner, and this little downhill turn to the left, back end of the car, swung around, flipped it a few times, oh, propped no. it up on a rock next to a, a ravine. If I had managed, if I had flipped it just a little sooner, I would have been in the ravine, not next to the ravine. So first of all, me and me and my buddy John, after me, he, I took out uh, his knees with the dashboard and I took out my face with the windshield. Oh god! I was not seatbelted. We go, <gasps> we go walking home. I'm bleeding from the face. My buddy John's all banged up, and we get halfway. We're maybe a half a mile from home. That's where we crashed, and. Uh, we're walking along, walking along, walking along, and we start laughing. Just laughing our asses off, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> just hysterical laughter, and like, what am I going to do? I have to tell my parents that they just totaled my dad's car. So I You're go, alive! That's I said, all that John, matters! John, all I need you to do, all I need you to do is be quiet. Just be quiet. Because we were laughing all the way home, and I got all the laughter out that I needed to, and <laughs> I got home, and we were laughing up until I swung open the door, and then immediately... Turned on the waterworks. <laughs> and cried for like an hour straight explaining the whole thing. <laughs> Did not mean a single bit of it. But I got out of I got out of a lot of shit because of it. Hey man, fuck it. <laughs> As uh, your dad, you're alive, that's all that matters. So yeah, I know, I like I said, I'm I'm a very good liar. Yeah. And uh, that's how I get out of a lot of shit. <laughs> I cannot. Well, actually, I say I'm a good liar, but I should reiterate, I'm a good liar to everyone but my wife. <laughs> uh, my wife can read me like a fucking book. She she knows when I'm spewing bullshit. Yeah, no, I just, I can't lie. I just, I'm such a bad liar. Like, I'll, I'll try to, like, withhold some kind of truth or something, and I'll just, nope. Whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck anymore. Just, like, here's everything, and here's, like, my entire life along with that. And why I am the way that I am. <laughs> I'm sorry I exist. <laughs> uh, I've, ha- I've had those incidents. I know people that get around me that just, like, they start lying to me, and then I, they know that I'm, I am i don't believe what the fuck they're saying to me. Yeah. And they break down. And like, no, no, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, this is what's going on. But uh I can read some people. I, I say that I can read a lot of people, but I, I just I can tell a liar if I listen to him enough. Yep. Uh, if I meet a person on the street and they're lying to me, may not be able to tell that quite as well as I can tell a person that I've been around for a while because I know their mannerisms, I know how they carry themselves, body language, and when that changes, it's like you're not telling me the whole truth. What's going on? You know, I get worried about my friends. Uh, Let's not get too. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> too, too feels. Too feels. Too many feels. Uh, I get it. <laughs> so, your basic. Uh, let's let's go back to the movie because we got way off track again for probably about <laughs> five ten minutes there. Uh, and actually, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this movie. I really feel that uh, it was it was it's just a fantastic movie from yeah, beginning to it end. Was like they they really got into their characters. Uh, I feel I mean, felt it was appropriately dark for what it was. Yeah, uh, they didn't go too far, uh, which a lot of uh, a lot of films can be accused of nowadays, where they feel that oh they, yeah they have to drive the point home with some some very graphic misery. Yeah, um, um, actors will like put themselves through deliberate uh, psychological bullshit 
just to get into their characters. We've lost a lot of good people just for that. Yep. Heath Ledger. God, you know. God yes. all of them. Cthulhu. Uh, there's a few people they should have taken that haven't been. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. I have, I have speeches <laughs> that I could give about that. Why him, not them. You know? But, uh, that being said, yeah, I, I thought the, the movie was great from beginning to end. I appreciated pretty much every acting performance in that movie. Yeah. I didn't feel that anybody was not being true to life about the whole thing. And, uh, you know, that's why I really would like to see. I know there are tapes out there. There are You can actually see some of what was going on. Yeah. They've released footage of the actual experiments. And I'd like to see how true to life they really were. You know, I know there was a documentary, I believe, that was done on the movie. Uh, or not done on the movie, but the movie was done about the documentary. Or something to that nature. Yeah. And uh, I think I think at this point I've lost my brain again. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I do this one, once a podcast. It happens to all of us. Completely lose it. Uh, your feelings. I honestly, like, these people did their research into the experiment and, like, how it affected people. And they handled themselves perfectly. They fucking, like, the people playing the officers, the prisoners, like, they all portrayed their roles exactly as they needed to be. And it was just perfect. Like, my God, I feel your feelings. <laughs> I feel for you. I, uh, in all honesty, this uh, movie did change my mind about one actor. One actor, Ezra Miller. Yeah. Like, I was on the fence about him in that the, the um, Justice League movie. You know, it was kind of... I wasn't really for him as the Flash. You know, he was... The first, he was all right. The first movie I saw him in was uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was also very fucked up. Okay. I think you've mentioned this movie to me before. Yeah. It, um, he's with... Uh, his mother in the movie is Tilda Swinton, I'm pretty okay. sure. And um, <clears throat> she is basically dealing with the aftermath of her son, who, played by Ezra Miller grows up like she and her husband are just loving and he from childhood is just this fucked up individual he's a complete sociopath he gets into archery right and he ends up like shooting his little sister in the eye oh yeah um she survived that but then later on when he's in high school has like a full-on meltdown and starts like hunting people down in the gymnasium with his bow and arrow. Uh, So, like, he kills a bunch of students and teachers in the school and then goes home and kills, or I'm pretty sure he killed his father and little sister before he went to the school. But, like, it's all fucked up. And the whole movie is Tilda Swinton living with the aftermath of what he did and, like, how it built up to that. It's just... Huh, heavy. So it's basically sort of like the uh, movie about the inner workings of a serial killer. Pretty much, yeah. Uh... Or I guess at this point it would be a school shooter. Uh, sorry, I was looking away from the yeah the area for a moment. Uh. But uh, yeah, no, like he had like that home healthy healthy home background and all that. It's just how his brain was wired. Okay. okay. Ever since childhood, he was just a cunt. <laughs> it was also sort of a uh, 
commentary. It sounds like a commentary on he nature versus nurture. He was wearing diapers up until like fucking six, seven years old. You know, some kids are like that. They come from a good household, but sometimes the parents are a little too It was doting. a control thing. Yeah. It, it was like he... he I can do this right here. Yeah, I can do this and you have to change my fucking shitty diaper. Because fuck you. Uh, okay. And then, like, Tilda Swinton would throw him against a wall. He broke his arm and that's when he stopped shitting in diapers and started using a toilet. So she had to break his arm to She had that? to break his arm. But, like... She immediately was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Oh my god. Like, she beat herself the fuck up for it. And then he got, he had, like, the flu or something, and then became a mama's boy, and then hated everybody else but her, because she took care of him while he was sick. Which is why she's the one that lived. Yep. Okay. Alright, now I have to see this movie. Oh, yeah. Do you know where it's available at all? Uh, might be on Netflix. More than likely Hulu. Most definitely Amazon. Okay. So that's the, the three, the trifecta, the three yeah. main main places. Uh, Tubi? It's free. No? Okay. Probably. <laughs> I have Tubi. I just pff, never go on. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't cast to my Chromecast thing. That's why. Omar and uh, Omar and Seth, they, they have Tubi on their phones too. Yeah. Don't use it. <laughs> and then I like Tubi for like some of the more obscure things. And I also realized this quick little little fix for all the things that I used to watch on uh, on Amazon. Hey, Amazon, don't catch on that I do this. Okay? <laughs> uh, a lot of the channels that are available on Amazon that you have to pay for, you can watch for free on Tubi, and you just have to deal with a couple of commercials. Yeah. Which that, I'm fine with. Hulu does the same uh, shit. I'm not, I'm not some spoiled little brat. I didn't grow up in an age of, of, let's turn off the commercials. We don't have to watch them. I grew up in the age of, oh my god, i got to sit through another 15 minutes of commercials so I can watch it's five cool. more quick minutes of my show. Break. Yeah. <laughs> quick bathroom break. Some of those bathroom breaks were not that quick. <laughs> I'm not quick. At all. Um, quick bathroom break. Throw a burger on the stove. Let's go. So, uh, a couple of the other movies, the other uh, three movies that we're looking to do. For the month. Yes. Uh, hopefully we will have our full crew, but, you know, as you heard through a couple of other podcasts, we're perfectly fine doing two-man podcasts. Uh, technically, it's a three-person podcast today, because we've got Mr. Alex in the background. Uh, not a lot of input back there, but I promised him I wouldn't put him on the spot. <laughs> do what do what's in uh, your comfort level. Uh, so, uh, next week, uh, we're going to be uh, reviewing Life. Uh, the movie with uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Ma- Mar- Martin Lawrence. <laughs> uh, the following week, we're going to be doing uh, Brawl in Prison Block 99. And for our final week of the month, we're going to be looking into watching Big Stan, uh, starring Rob Schneider. Good shit. As the, the badass guy in that movie. <laughs> I watched that. Have you seen Big Stan yet? Nope. I honestly did not expect them to have him as the pivotal kick-ass guy in the movie because he he's plays... not he's not a kick-ass guy he's like he he's is a like dwarf. A, sorry he's not a dwarf but he's just he's a hobbit he's a, he's a short guy he's funny as hell too though he i is. mean almost everything that i've seen him and i've loved him in outside I, I, of I deuce bigelow too i, oh, I, I oh. can't get past the the, the grandma thing grandma and um what was it role models? Oh, the fact that he liked older women, yeah, like much older women. It, yeah, that was, uh, the grandma thing. It wasn't role models. It was uh, oh, uh, what is that movie? Grown ups. Grown ups. Grown ups. 
He played the 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 guy the the friend that liked older women, like yep. much older women. Yep. He, he was he was just he was gross about it. He wasn't into cougars. He was into gilfs, <laughs> grandmas. <laughs> he. They have a special section for you in the back of the video store. Please leave the rest of the customers alone. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Au revoir. Le Felicia. But, uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. We're going to bring up uh, a bit of a word for our sponsor from us. Yeah. And uh, then we will be back for the last portion of our podcast. Thank you. Do the thing. All right. So thank you for uh, sitting through yet another uh, commercial break. And uh, thank you if you are still listening to us for... Uh, we're continuing to listen to us, and at this time, we are going to get into the trivia portion of our podcast, and I think this is the first time I've done one-on-one trivia with Miss Nico. Yeah. Uh, Miss B, my apologies. I We have names. Uh, <laughs> we have agreed upon. I don't think I go by much more than Chris, or the big guy. I don't think anybody calls me that, so just Go easy on me, my said. brain is fried today. Oh, well, a lot of... The, this is the easy stuff. Okay, I didn't break out the, the scenic cards. This is the easy stuff. Good shot. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, before winning an Academy Award... Uh, award. An <laughs> Academy Award in 2016, how many times was Leonardo DiCaprio nominated? Honestly, I don't watch the Academy Awards, so I have no idea... <laughs> Take a wild guess. You don't have um, to. Three. Three. Uh, you were off by two. Five. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. He's actually done a lot of good movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I give him a lot of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no. He's, like, severely underrated in the industry. I What's mean, Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. I mean, fantastic movie. One of the best performances he has ever done. Yeah. I don't understand how he doesn't have an award for that, but there's not a lot of... Uh, he always goes, like, above and beyond for his characters. Not a lot of movies with uh, guys that are mentally handicapped that get awards. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like they almost look down on them for going, why'd you do that? Yeah. You didn't have to do that. No. Okay. All right, you're next. All right. Which film did John Wayne win his only Academy Award? John Wayne. Ah, wow. A category that, uh, or an actor that I know very little about. Very little. Hondo. No. No, I have no idea. True Gift. Oh, True, 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 true grit. grit. Ah, True Grit. I do know True Grit. I uh, do not. And I know that for both versions of the movie, both him and the uh, the Jeff Bridges version of the movie. All right. So, What was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture? Lion King? Oh, same company, but no. Damn. Uh, I'll give you one more guess. Fantasia? Fantasia. No. It was Beauty and the Beast. Ah! We're, you were in around the ballpark. Get in there. In around the ballpark. It was Disney. <laughs> Disney. Well, they, they get they have a lot of oh, awards yeah. anyway for oh, animation. Yeah. But I mean, they they do their job well. No awards for that live action thing that they did. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast live action. Blah. Mm. Anyway, keep going. Your, your turn. <laughs> Which which of the following films did not win an Academy Award for Best Picture? West Side Story, Rocky, or Apocalypse Now? West Side Story, Rocky, or Apocalypse Now? I want to say Apocalypse Now. Correct. Okay, you're you're speaking oh, very softly. Oh, I'm going softly. quiet. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't be don't feel afraid to to express yourself and sing it out loud. That's what we do here. 
Uh, and I talk a little too loud, as you can see. So. <laughs> uh, which Steven Spielberg film was nominated for 11 Academy Awards but not did not win any? Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. Run over Steven Spielberg <laughs> movies in your head. This is probably... I, I don't want to call it a lesser known one, but I don't know a lot of people personally that have watched it. I probably don't know it. Uh... Do you want me to just tell you? Sure. The Color Purple. Ah, oh, fuck, man. I actually do know that one. That's a great I, movie. I have personally watched it. I don't know a lot of people that have, though. That's a great... That's one of my mother's favorite movies. Okay. I thought you were in the closet, Alex. I literally <laughs> thought you got in the closet. Okay. No. We, we thought that Alex had uh, gone off to the closet with the dog just to kind of sit there and keep the dog out of the, uh, the podcast, but I was wrong. Okay. Your turn. All right. Do, 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 if you feel like you want to ask me other questions, feel more than free to draw out of the deck. All right, I'm going to give you something stupid easy. What character has been played by Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield? That one's very easy. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever a spider can. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, see, I got a lot of these things are asking about Academy Awards. I don't feel right. like I, I don't feel watched, it gives you enough information. I don't watch award shows. Ah, okay. Maybe you know this one. I don't know. We will see in a minute. Which city does Liam Neeson's character travel to in Taken? Paris. Bingo. Paris, France. Paris, France. See, you did know that one. Okay. Yeah! You immediately, and I don't know if you're watching this, Zeph, but she is immediately... I did the thing! ...answered more than you have in this particular time. <laughs> Just more answers. That's one. All right. How, how many, wait, how many have you answered correctly so far? Are we even keeping track? We're not I keeping score. Who gives, a score. Who, who gives a fuck? We're not keeping track. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. What do I want to do? I don't know. Which notorious prisoner was portrayed by Tom Hardy in a 2008 film? Oh, Bronson. Something Bronson. Yes. Uh. Correct. Charles Bronson in the film Bronson. Which is funny, because Charles Bronson is also uh, the famous actor who did uh, the original Death Wish movies. Huh. Yeah. Before, you know, of course, Bruce Willis did the recent ones. Uh, not a fan, by the way. I love Bruce Willis, but th those particular movies just... No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, all right. Let's try for another easy miss. Or easy swing. Let's see. And... <laughs> In what 2013 film, oh, sorry, which 2013 film starred Johnny Knoxville as Irving Zisman? Bad Grandpa! You knew that one. That was easy. I think, I think I've done these with, with Seth previously. <laughs> I, I remember distinctly. This may have been like the first round that we did with these cards. I yeah. think we had a lot of them. <laughs> it I'm cycled. Gonna, I'm going to put this, this aside and grab a couple more while you... Uh, Go ahead and ask me a question. All right, that one's too easy. I'm going to grab another one of the comedy classics. Here you go. Good shit. I'm going to I'm going to stay away from the Oscars cuz I really don't like the Oscar cards and I'm going to stick okay. with action and comedy. What is the name of the cup that Lightning McQueen races for in Cars? Oh, good lord. Do you know this one, Alex? <laughs> no. No, no idea. Uh, the Piston Cup? Yes. I believe that was it. That is that is the thing. Okay. What action star 
stars in the Transporter film series. <gasps> oh my god. Uh, don't say it. I know his fucking name. It's I, you can hear your Jason Statham. I was going to say, you can hear that voice in your head all day long. Oh, I love him. Look, look, I am, I am not gay, but if there was ever, <laughs> I love if there him. was ever a voice, ever a voice, just, that just talk to me, nice Jason. Just, I love you. Yeah, yeah, you heard what I said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. I meant it. Go ahead, your turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, do, 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 do. Which actor played Coach Klein in The Water Boy? Oh, that would be... Uh, is that Henry Winkler? Yes! Henry Winkler. Gotta love him. And I'm actually so glad that Adam Sandler uses him so much because I think he is, like, way underused as an actor. Yeah. Uh, he's using a lot of Adam Sandler stuff, though. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler's great. Which... Oh, no, I think I've done this I've done this one as well. I did this one with... Uh, see, I, I love this... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. Which actor starred as the titular character in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh my god, it's the fucking guy from fucking Godzilla. What the god, what the shit is his name? The guy, the boy, the man. Ah, oh, fuck, I, I don't think I ever remember his he's name. He's in the producers, he's a, he's a... It's... He was bigger in the 80s, though, than he was, like, he is now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that Ferris Bueller movie was, like, the peak for him. I don't even remember, like, I know who it is. I fucking have his face right. in, my na- in my head. So here's the name to go with the, uh, go with the, the thought in your head right now, that strain that you're having. Jura- that's, uh, not, not Jurassic Park. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Yes, his yes. name is Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park, no, Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla guy. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Yes. Okay. I almost called him Matthew Parkrick. So thank, for the, <laughs> thank you for the uh, Jurassic Park thing in my head. Uh, okay, uh, let's go for like one more piece, and I think right. we should be done. Uh, I'll go first while you pick out another card. Uh, what is the name of the first film in the Austin Power series? It's not Goldmember, I know that. Nope. Um... That's a good question, because I'm pretty sure I've only ever seen Goldmember. <laughs> I've seen all of them. Uh, we, we actually have the, the three-disc set out there. Uh, so, the, uh, it, the first movie was uh, Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Okay. Uh, then it was Austin's Powers, The Spy That <laughs> Shagged Me. And okay, then, what? yes, the, the, the <laughs> spy that... <laughs> dog just barking. Can you, can you not make the dog bark? I'm not. Okay. She's rolling on the floor. All right. <laughs> once once sugar starts she'll be howling the rest of the day little this baby is, yeah she's a cutie alright uh, what year did the Simpsons movie get released oh good god uh, 2002 no I'll give you one more guess I was in 7th grade that doesn't help me I mean it helps me <laughs> It helps you. It doesn't help me. <laughs> I don't remember you in seventh grade. Because uh, I didn't know you. And if I did, I would be uber creepy. Uber creepy. Well, <laughs> for me, it's kind of easy to remember because my grade coincided with the year. 2007? Yeah! Ah! Okay, there we go. <laughs> 
So you just kind of went right along. Yeah. Eighth grade, 2008. Okay, I see how that exactly. goes. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, it's going to be a sort of shortened podcast for the day, which is perfectly fine. Uh, I saw a gravy baby. Usually, the more people, the more talk. I think I've had some short podcasts with Seth, too, and a couple yeah. of podcasts that probably went on for far longer than they should have. <laughs> uh, but, yes, uh, I'm just stammering over my uh, stammering, stumbling, bumping into. <laughs> uh, my tongue is just not well-placed in my mouth this evening. <laughs> I have had a drink. That's usually all it takes for me to start acting like an idiot or talking like an idiot. Uh, so, uh, signing off this evening, uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And if you have the uh, chance to go check us out on Anchor, uh, if you drop by the Anchor site, you can go ahead and leave us a message, a uh, live message, uh, providing us uh, a little bit of feedback on what you think about the podcast. Uh, the more vulgar, the better. We kind of love when uh, yeah. when people cuss at us. So be vocal. Be vocal. Be vocal. Be very loud, very opinionated. Do the thing. Uh, the more opinionated, the better. And if you, you hate what we do, then tell us what you hate. And if you love what we do, tell us what you love. And if you have a few seconds, go ahead and drop by that link that helps us with a little bit of support. Because the more support that you give us, the more that we can do and the more time that we can take to put a little extra care into these podcasts. We appreciate the criticism. Uh, so I want to go ahead and, uh, again, thank you for the time. And uh, for myself, yeah. have a good night. And Miss B. Have a good night. Take care. All right. Thank you.